Good afternoon and welcome to Tree Talk episode 213 with myself Jack Neville and Matt O'Callaghan of the Weekly Observer and Vale Star. Another bumper uh, action-packed weekend ahead of us to look forward to. We have two Munster finals, we have an All-Ireland semi-final, we have a lot of looking back to do as well. We had two Munster finals at the weekend, we had the Intermediate Hurling final, we had elections of officers and the 21s championships are, are starting to come to an end. So stay tuned for all that and more. Impression the game, we get all with what you put into, it's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Bill Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Went out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the back of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. Again, a warm welcome to everyone tuning in. If you're watching live, make sure to like, subscribe, all that good stuff on YouTube and Facebook. If you're on Twitter, retweet it or like. They're really appreciated, especially as you come towards Christmas. To be in the spirit of giving. Matt, it's Wednesday afternoon here recording. It's it's quite cold, but I suppose the, the Munster Club action is keeping us warm. At his Jack, and um, it, it, it's Arctic in the shade here in Glenru anyway, but it's very, very pleasant in the sunshine, I have to say. I, 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 I was out there <coughs> sometime before I come on the podcast now, but, I, you know, I was reflecting out there during the week, and, um, like, the, the, the Monster Club Championship um, this year, the campaign, ha- has been very, very successful for Limerick. Um, when was the last time we had four teams get into provincial finals? Two in hurling and two in football and two in least football as well and one in Komogi. Like, we've had seven teams reaching provincial finals this year, which is phenomenal, Jack, right across the codes, right across the four codes. And um, uh, we already have picked up two, thankfully, and two uh-huh. more to go. Let's hope... That you know, we, we we will double the tally come Sunday evening. Yeah, and talking about Munster finals, I think it's the right place to start is Parky Rin last Sunday, and I suppose against the odds in many regards, against a really fancy Ross Gray side, Mon Lean got the job done, and not only did they get the job done, relatively comfortable Matt in beating Ross Gray one twenty two to eighteen points. Marco Dwyer had fifteen on his own, and all eleven were for freeze, but a lot of them were hard freeze and. And 65s, we'd enter a Tush Cosgrave doing what we know he's capable of, and obviously had an injury blighted season. He was in fantastic form. Ed Doyle got the goal. And at the other end, you know, Jamie Power made a couple of brilliant saves. Defence had firm, and you know, a really important Munster title win for, for Limerick. Effin were the last team to win the intermediate in uh, 2011. In the meantime, only Newcastle, or sorry, only in Apiershig and Kilmallock have won titles in Munster in Hurland. So you know, Maudeline bridged a certain gap there and thoroughly deserving of that win. Oh, that, that, not a doubt about it, Jack. I, I, I watched it back twice and um, it, 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 was, it was a fantastic, Jack, 
all-round team performance by Monody. Now, it, it was pretty tight in the first half, as we expected. And, um, but in, in, in particularly in the top quarter, Jack, when um, um, Monlean um, deservedly outscored um, eight points to one, I think, for, you know, a, a one-point lead at halftime by the three-quarter stage had morphed into being a seven-point lead. And at that stage, Jack, you, you, you could see, you, you couldn't see anything but a Monlean victory. And, and that's the way that it, it, it transpired. Now, um, you know, Ross Gray battled, but they battled at a distance. Now, they did have a great chance. Alan Tynan had a powerful shot um, in, the, in the 53rd minute, um, which was brilliantly saved by Jamie Power. And um, had that gone in, it would have closed the gap to something like maybe three points at that stage. And you yeah, would have to say we could have been in for a nail-biting finish. Um, but, you know, immediately Monoline drove on again. And I, I would have to reference the Monoline goal, Jack, and you probably saw it. Yeah. Um, the actual sheer uh, work rate and the effort that was put in by Andrew Latouche Kosbev, he, he, he chased a hopeless, a hopeless cause into the corner. Um, but it, it will tell you about what this Monoline team is about because the time was nearly up. They were, what, six or something clear. They were probably out the gate. But that, he literally created the goal. And then when he was about to be hooked up, he kicked it to Ed Doyle and Ed Doyle's finish, Jack. Wow. Absolutely perfection. Yeah, I'd say you know, Andrew was watching it, the World Cup like you with his, his footballing skills there. And I know... He won. He won a, a junior with Monlene not too long ago, but yeah, brilliant finish then. I, I, as I well. think he actually. I, I think he kind of hooked it out with the side of his foot. I think, as far as I remember, but yeah, you know. But I, I, I made the point, Jack, and I made the point in my subsequent report that the, you know two players that I thought they typified Monlene on the day, um, and whilst they only scored one point between them, the contribution of Andrew Latouche Cosgrave and Luke Murphy, in my opinion, was phenomenal. Their work rate. Yeah. And I, I think they typified the new Monoline because I, I, I've made the point before and I made it to Monoline Connections after the county final that the Monoline team that's going back up senior bears little resemblance to the team that came down last year. There has been a dramatic change, and not just in personnel, but there has been a dramatic change in the way they're going about it. And they've they found a new mental strength, Jack. And like <coughs> they're now monster champions. The world, Jack, is at their feet. Now they, they'll face um, the Leinster um, the Leinster champions in the semi-final, and the, the Leinster final is on this weekend. And it's between unlikely finalists, the Mead champions, and the Wicklow champions, Bray Emmets. Now, mm. they, they will probably be senior teams. And um, Trim will come, I suppose, go into the Leinster final with a certain, um, certain pedigree in that they knocked out Dainsford on, on their way, the Kilkenny champions on their way to the Leinster final. But that's for another day. We'll be talking, we'll be talking about that next week. But like Ross. Australia, you know, they came in actually very, very firm favourites, Jack. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, 
They were relegated like Monaly in last year, but my understanding is they were relegated in, 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 different, in different circumstances in that they were relegated in a restructuring process that went on in Tipperary in contrast to, to, um, to Monalene, who, who just didn't win enough games in their, in, in their uh, Senior B Championship last year to preserve senior status. But like, this is a new Monalene team. And like, look, look, looking at the young players again, Lock and Lines, um, Jack, has been absolutely immense. What a captain. You know, Mark O'Dwyer, Ed Doyle, Donico Dali. But what about the young players? Ronan yeah. Lyons, I, I thought Ronan Lyons was at a new level last Saturday, uh, last Sunday. Brian Canny, outstanding at fullback. This guy is only 18 or 19 years of age. Yeah, and you, 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 you're the two lads at midfield, Joseph Fitzgerald, Lachlan, Lachlan, uh, Lachlan McHale. This is a Mona Lean team that's in uh, on an upward trajectory and you know, as I said, the world is that I still at this stage, Jack. Um, uh, I don't want to preempt anything, but I, I, I think they're going to be a very, very, very hard team to beat in the All Ireland series. And yeah, Jack, what, what I like about him, um, I saw him in the county semi final, saw him in the county final, they showed measurable improvement, saw him in the Munster semi final. They showed more improvement. And last Sunday, they capped it all. Um, they, 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 brought their, they brought their level of play and their level of performance to a new level, I thought, um, last, last, um, last Sunday. Heartiest congratulations to Mona Lee and extremely, extremely well done. They have done their club proud. They have done their county proud. And uh, they, they're, they're very, very, very worthy ambassadors of their county and their province going forward to the All-Ireland Series. Yeah, 100%. Uh, big congratulations to Monaline. As you said, they've improved game on game. That was definitely their most comprehensive performance so far. They've obviously lost two minor under-19 finals in a row. So they are building a lot of those lads, as you mentioned, the likes of Joe Fitz, Ronan Lyons, Arkin, or Lachlan McHale, you know. So they are coming through and they will be a force to reckon with. And we'll be looking at Monaline again next week when they have that semi-final against either Bray, Emmett's or Trim. So, again, well done to Mon and I hope they're enjoying their celebrations. But by now, uh, they're probably knuckling down again to, uh, to looking forward to that All-Ireland semi-final. But unfortunately, it wasn't all wins for Limerick on Sunday. St. Cairns were back in the Munster final for the first time in 10 years. They were against a very fancied Bally Giblin side, and, and they ran up just short 3-12 to 11 it finished in Mallow. Doesn't really tell the whole story of the game, Matt. You know, the first half, it finished 3-2 to 7. You know, 7 scores against 5. But Bally Giblin got the goals. And ultimately, it was the goals that pulled them over the line. But a really valiant effort from St. Kieran's against the side who reached the Junior Ireland final last year, it has to be said. Oh, absolutely. A very gallant and a very proud performance by, 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 by St. Kieran's. And... Like St. Kieran's going to Mallow last Sunday were under no illusions as to the, the task that was facing them, the mammoth task that was facing them in in um, the very, very accomplished um, Barry Giblin side. And um, yeah, you're right. You know, the all cliche goals win, win games and that, that was borne out, particularly in the first half and particularly the concession of the first two goals in, in the first quarter when, when, when the... St. Kieran's defence really hadn't settled down and, and were really opened up. And, of course, 
we had we had the spectacular performance by Shane Beston, who 24 hours earlier walked down the walked down the aisle with his new bride, um, and what a wedding present it was for him, and indeed a present for his club, um, um, Barry Giblin. But um, you know, he, he, you'd have to say that that um, he's the ultimate predator. Because um, for the first goal, if you look back in it, Jack, and you recall, it was a very, very good build-up by St. Kieran's. And at the end, the final effort, which was batted, seemed, seemed to be going wide of the target. And he, he came in, he, go, he ghosted in on the left and just really, really made the most of it. It was a predator, predator's instinct. And um, they, like it's the second goal, he, he got a good second goal as well. But um, the third goal... You know, at the risk of repeating the word predator, um, it was typical predator. There he was, lightering around goal, hoping that something would happen. And by God, it happened. Um, when when Carlo Mahoney's effort came back off the post and he, he gratefully dispatched, dispatched it into the net. But you would have to credit St. Kearns. And um, you, you would have to feel for them twice they've been there. It was a historic final, Jack, insofar as um, not only was it the first time that a team was defending the final, uh, defending the title, which they given them well, and um, but it, it was the it it it, it was eating of the all two teams that have now reached because Saint Kieran's have now been beaten twice in the final and beaten by next door neighbours. They were beaten by Kildare in 2012 and now beaten by Kildare's neighbours down the road, Mitchellstown, so or Barry Giblin, but. You know, um, it, it may be of little consolation to St. Kieran's, but they can, they can, they, they can left, you know, they, they left Mallow, in my opinion, um, with their reputation untarnished um, on, on, on Sunday. They, I think they can be extremely proud of their effort. They came up against an extraordinarily good Jonah Ray hurling team, as good a Jonah Ray hurling team as I have seen, Jack. And, and, um, they, they just came up that little bit short. And, um, like, you know, the power, like, it was an unusual game, Jack. There was, a, there was an unusual feature of the game and an unusual statistic. And in that, in the game, only four players scored. Two from each side. Joseph O'Sullivan, who was outstanding at centre forward, and Shane Beston got all the Bally Giblin scores. Um, Ian McAsee, who was absolutely inspirational captain for, for St. Kieran's, he got 10 of St. Kieran's 11 points. And um, Tracy um, got, uh, got the first. Tara got the first. Um, a disappointing day for St. Kieran's. Um, you know, I think were they up against um, normal opposition? rather than what I would regard as extraordinary opposition. It's an extraordinarily good junior A team, uh, Bally Giblin. Make no mistake about that. And um, I, I've seen it firsthand um, here. They're, they're, they're my next-door neighbours here. Um, I, I've seen it firsthand, the rise of Bally Giblin, right up, struggling up through junior B ranks and um, then trying to find their feet at the old junior A in, in Cork and... and um, and finally breaking through last year to win win the county. And, you know, there's great credit due to them. Like, they they, they went up to the Premier Junior A, which was a new Premier Junior A, but 
it, it, it was the equivalent to intermediate teams of, of last year. And and they, 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 they prevailed against this, uh, prevailed against them, and, and um, full credit to them. Um, like, we all know about the heroics of, of Shane Beston, but um, Joseph O'Sullivan, who, whose father um, is a Kilbehany man, a Galtie Gales man, um, he's a scoring machine, Jack. Yeah. He scored, scored a goal and 15 points in the first round. He got 10 points in another game during the group stage. He got nine points last Saturday, last Sunday. And um, like he, he's not totally dependent on getting scores from freeze. He's able to get them from play as well. Like it's he, like Mar- he's a, Marco Dwyer at the same time, you know. Yeah, he's a phenomenal marksman, you know, and in the same position, just like Marco Dwyer. And, but, you know, but just, just reverting back to Marco Dwyer for a minute, maybe we shouldn't have should have dwelt on it more in the intermediate. The way he has evolved as a horror, Jack, is just simply phenomenal. Yeah. And um, like Marco Dwyer, yeah, he got 15 points. Four of them, you must remember, were from play, Jack. And, you, you know, you, you were one of the ones that, that 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 waxed lyrical, and I waxed lyrical about it, about the goal that he got against St. Joseph's Dora Bearfield, and that wasn't from a free uh, he's a phenomenal hurler. The first time I saw him play was like <coughs> four or five years ago for the 21s. He came on against Clare below an Ennis. Um, I don't know why he wasn't starting. He scored, I'd say, 1-2 in, in a brief cameo. It was the team that um, was captained by Kyle Hayes. They were beaten by Tip, I think, in the Munster semi-final. But brilliant hurler. And, you know, I'd imagine there'll probably be a call from uh, John Kiley coming for, for Mark soon. But overall... Disappointment for St. Kieran, but they did uh, yeah, but, uh, but justice. I, I, I'm lightening Joseph O'Sullivan to him now. Mm. They, they, would... they are two of a kind. Because you, you, have, you have these players and you have these marksmen, which are exclusively almost dead ball specialists. But these guys have got the full hand. Now, full credit to St. Kieran's, Jack. Dara Flynn got 12 points against Limerick in the Munster final last year. Got no score against St. Kieran's. Kahalo is a cock singer, footballer, a real, real live wire. Got no score against St. Kieran's. Yeah. No, you know, um, I, I just wonder, I just wonder, um, hadn't they conceded those two early goals? And they'll say, go on, he's ranting about what if now, you know, but what way would the game have panned out? Yeah, it's hard to because know. They, they, St. Kieran's made it very, very difficult for for um, for um, um, for Barry Giblin. And Jack, at the end of the day, it was not a 10-point game. No, no doubt whatsoever. The better team won. The team that deserved to win won. But maybe not by the margin. No, I don't think the margin was... That justified winner is fair enough, but St. Kieran's did their best. And I think the way Ian Maxey spoke after the game says a lot about the team. But um, unfortunately for St. Kieran's, they just couldn't get the job done. There's two much final losses in 10 years. But on the same day as well, it was really busy Sunday. Um, all games thrown in at one o'clock. We had uh, Napierschig against Croke Ilfini in the intermediate final. Um, Napierschig ran out winners in the end, 119 to 14. Probably their start was enough. They kind of kept them going for the game. Croke did level after about 40 minutes. Probably expended so much energy in getting back level. Then the Pearson pulled away. And they were able to bring on substitutes as well. Time over. They had a couple of All-Ireland winners as well. 
which helps. And the worrying thing for uh, all clubs is the Pearson are operating, will be operating at Premier Intermediate and Senior next year. Um, you know, and they've, they've good players coming through as well that haven't really featured. Unfortunately for Crockle Finney, it's two final losses in a row, but the, the Pearson juggernaut rolls on. It does, and I suppose a sub-paragraph to, to, to the chapter, Jack, of course, and we, we must mention it, um, was the, the Pearsheet goalkeeper, yeah. who, whose, whose career was cruelly, an inter-county career was cruelly, and seeing a club career was, was cruelly cut short um, two or three years ago. I, I'm talking about Shane Dowling. Um, um, the, the resilience he 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 has shown, and um, to go and uh, to put himself and drive himself through that barrier, and come back and play such a critical part in his club winning what you know is 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 is, is a major county championship. Yeah, absolutely. And um, not only were he he kept the clean sheet in the final, of course. Um, but not only were his heroics in goals, um, in goal um, called upon during the year, but you will recall um, the, the last minute free that he buried, I think, was in the first round against Fiona. First round against that, Fiona, um, yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that turned, um, turned the likely defeat into victory. And probably, Jack, was probably the catalyst um, for the drive that... Um, um, that um, that drove the piercing to you know to where it eventually ended. There could be no question about it. The two best teams in the intermediate championship were in the final. The statistics will bear that out. They both topped their groups with a hundred percent records. They both won their respective semi-finals. Now the piercing were put to the pen of their collar by Granabal and Gary. And of course, you will recall, Jack, that when we were previewing these games, we, we were talking about the potential of Granabal and Gary. Um, in, in, in that particular as, as being something of dark horses and that will tell you how near they were um, it, it, it's a very very disappointing I can only imagine how Croke Kilfinney are, are feeling at the moment um, I, expu- I, I, ex- <laughs> I experienced it Jack as a young man when I was chairman of my club here in Glenroe we lost three county finals in a row 75, 76 and 77 intermediate championships to, to um, you know, to um, Fedemar Mungret and Drummond Atlaka. And I tell you, it's, 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 not, a, it's not a nice place to be. Um, no, but, um, it isn't. Um, the, the start that Napier she got um, was absolutely crucial. Now, um, I, I, I think the, way, the, the shooting of Croke Kilfinney in the early exchanges was wayward and probably cost them. But a fair juice to them, they, they just got over that and they got back and 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 they leveled the game, and you know we're really, really in the hunt until James Daly came in and got that goal. And in tight situations like that, we have we have seen um, a goal, Jack. It, you know, it can close the door very firmly. Um, uh, <coughs> you know, in in favour of the, uh, uh, firmly against the team that's trying to catch up. Um, you know, I, I feel so sorry. As I say, I can empathise with with Croke Kilfinney. Um, there's very little words that you or I can say that will console him at this stage. Um, I know the concluding stages, and it has to be mentioned, of the championship wasn't ideal 
insofar yeah. as that um, you know we had a protracted wait um, for the county final, which didn't help anybody. I don't know what the circumstances of it were, um, but it, it was far from ideal. But have these congratulations to um, to Nepirshik. It, it's it's a phenomenal performance, Jack. To um, to, to 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 have two teams competing in the two primary competitions in the championship next year in in, in senior hurling and in 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 premier intermediate hurling it's 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 huge huge credit to Jack. yeah it's huge credit but as i said it's kind of frightening for the other teams but it, i it's true you know sheer great determination i suppose they're putting in the time and effort in the pearshig you see so many the senior boys giving back and training underage and they obviously had that seven in a row at under 21s you know a lot of those lads are, are are still around still in their prime still in their peak and the likes then of shane dowling true true injury but the likes of alan dempsey pat gleason these lads aren't just packing it in they're going down giving it as good as they had with the seniors with intermediate yeah, james o'brien you know james o'brien dave breen was another one you know that played throughout the year so you know it they're winning for a reason you know it's not just down to population that'll help but you have to but put in the work and you you also throw in the other end of the spectrum vince Han vince harrington is just out of minor range jj carey's just JJ after Carey. helping after reach to win a first ever crop cup you know so there's there's good mixture in the team you know there is you know and trained out in reference that that's this team is for the future and appears you can for that senior team but while they're winning there you know they're going to be needed from intermediate level we've seen how great of competition it is but you know, they're there, there, true merit, huge, I suppose, commiserations to Crocus when you're losing again. But the day belonged to the Pearshig, and you know, they'll give it as good as they get in the Premier Intermediate ranks. Oh, make abso for absolutely, Jack. They, 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 they are going to be a tough nut to crack in the, inter in the Premier Intermediate. They're like, for the reasons you, 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 you've just mentioned. And the players you've just mentioned, the Shane Dowlings, the Alan Dimpsey's, the James O'Brien's, the Pat Leeson, the Nile Buckley's of this world, they, they, they're all accustomed to playing hurling at a higher level. Mm. So they, 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 there'll be very, very little settling in process for them at the higher at the higher level. No, they'll be they'll be ready to, to hit the ground running. There's there's no there's no doubt about that. Obviously, we'll get onto the Pearshig more in a minute when we when we come to football, but just keeping with the team of hurling and, and moving on to Camogie, Adair are in action this weekend in an All-Ireland semi-final. They obviously were the first Limerick team to win the Munster Championship this year. They then had to go to London. It's been a, a long journey to, to this stage for Adair, probably starting last year with the Junior Championship, but they're against Bradini Oga of Antrim this Sunday in Edenderry at one o'clock. Um, and you know, by the way, Adair have been playing so far this year and the, the results they, they've gotten, they'll probably have to go into the game as favourites against Perdini Oga, who won at the weekend um, in, in their respective tie. They will. They will. Um, Michelle Gallagher and co out there mightn't forgive, forgive me for saying it, but they, they, they probably will go in as favourites. Um, uh, you know, they, 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 if, if you look at their record, if, 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 if you look at their record over the last two years, Jack, by any benchmark, by any yardstick, it is simply phenomenal. And the graph is going all the way, uh, going the same way all the time upwards. And 
you, you, you referenced that the, 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 the winning the Junior A Championship last year. I saw him winning the Junior A Championship last year, and I came away from FN that day absolutely convinced that I was seeing an emerging team and a team that would make life difficult for everybody in, 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 uh, in, in, um, at intermediate level. And we did flag it at the start of the year, Jack. I would remind listeners that at the start of the year, we did flag to look out for them in the intermediate yeah. championship. And and um, certainly they, they, they proved us right and um, went into Munster, got nothing easy in Munster, had to travel to Clare to beat Tuller. And um, then then uh, played the Waterford champions, Bricky Rangers. And as you said, um, they, they, they came in at the quarter final leg of the competition and it entailed a, a long jaunt out to London. Um, and they got over a hurdle very comfortably there, I thought. Maybe struggled for a bit in the first half and they were playing against a very, very strong win. But, you know, coming up to halftime and immediately after halftime, Jack really found their rhythm. And um, now they're coming up against the Breedine Og uh, side, um, who are the Antrim Intermediate Champions. And um, uh, there's no doubt about them. They, 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 they've actually come from nowhere, Jack, uh, Breedine Og. To win the Antrim Championship, they were they were beaten in the county finals of 2017, 2018, and 2019, and in the semi-final of 20, and got nowhere in 2021, and suddenly they have resurrected, and um, they, they've 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 regrouped, and won the Antrim Championship, and they they beat on right from down in the also semi-final, and then they beat um uh, Grangemore. From Armagh, who contained a, a certain racial Mary, who, who who is one of the top, um, who is the top one of the top max women outside of senior camogie in the country, and they, they they got over that. And the information that I have, they won one thirteen to nine points. Um, uh, the information I have, Jack, you probably have it as well was that the, the victory was far more convincing than a seven points margin would, would suggest. So, like, Adair will have to play very, very cautiously. This could be a banana skin for Adair. Um, they would have to trade very cautiously. But a, a hallmark of this Adair team and um, this Adair, um, uh, you know, crusade at the moment and successful crusade is the meticulous way that they plan in advance for games. And I have no doubt they will, they 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 will have run the rule over over Bridini Oga 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 Oga. That's very important, Jack. Bridini yeah. Oga, you know, and um, they 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 will have a game plan. They will have a strategy ready for them. And of course, um, it's one thing having a game plan, but uh, and having a strategy. But what is hugely important, of course, is to have the players to be able to execute that. And I, I feel that um, they have the, have the players right right down the middle. Um, like Ashley Connolly is still in a race against time um, to be fit for the semi-final. Were she to be fit, it would be a huge boost. But by God, you know how Avian Houlihan has performed in her absence. A goal, a goal in the monster final. The, the the game's only goal in the monster final, which in the end proved crucial. Two goals in London in the quarter final, 
um, like Michelle Gallagher, Tony Dunn, and their management team down there have a right headache if 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 Ashling is ready and 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 fit for for um for Sunday. But nice kind of a headache to have. And yeah, um, I'm 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 pretty confident and um, uh, certainly more than hopeful, Jack. Uh, that that when we when we when we're talking here next week, we could be. <coughs> Looking forward to Adair, and Adair will be looking forward to an All Ireland final. The other semi final is on Saturday, Jack. It's between St. Dominic's of Roscommon, who would have most of the Roscommon um, uh, inter county team, and a, a club called Knock and Anna from Wicklow. I, I had to do some time on diction and elocution and learning pronunciation before I came on, Jack, to make sure I got it right. Knock and Anna. Have you got that? Knock and Anna. I'm gonna go with if you say it quick enough, people won't know if you're if you're right or wrong. But uh yeah, all this weekend from a living point of view will be on Adair and Berdini Oga. And as you mentioned there, we through the team, the players they have and, and they've shown they've been true to form this year, winning all around them. It's continued on from 2021. So the best look to Adair, and you'd have huge confidence in them. Coming away from Eden Derry with a win, and please God, we can look forward to an All Ireland final. Um, Actually, next- Jack, there's a very quick turnaround to the All Ireland final because it's the following week, is my understanding. I'm I'm not aware now when it's on, but it wouldn't yeah. surprise me that they'd want to get these competitions done before Christmas, and, and yeah. that's fair enough as well. You know, Jack, I've one overarching worry for this weekend, and it it, it is the weather forecast that we have been receiving. Yeah. Um, are grounds going to be unplayable? Are they going to be so frozen that they'll That's be dangerous? Yeah, you know? I suppose. I suppose every field will be different in that regard. You'd be hopeful that you know, regardless of how late in the year it is, common sense will prevail, and they won't just play these games for the sake of it. Um, you know, early games at one o'clock could be could be in trouble. You'd imagine Newcastle's in the evening time that it had the date maybe tall. It it should be mm-hmm. fine, but yeah be another subplot to all these games um but we mentioned we mentioned newcastle west and for me they're, they're the standout game of the weekend a munster senior football final against cairns rallies first one in 14 years for a limerick club um newcastle went back to back in limerick for the first time um just a couple of months ago did it the hard way against monoline and against the at the last minute and then an extra time but did a hard way against Clanmel as well, but in truth, they were the better team over the course of 80 minutes in Semple Stadium. Really showed that towards the end, pulled away. They're playing a Kerry team, which has been the ultimate bogey for Limerick football in any measure. Like Fossa were comp- comprehensive winners over Castleman a few weeks ago. Kerry beat Limerick in the Munster final um, in May. You know, the Pearson will face Kerry opposition as well, and we'll, we'll get to that. But in terms of Newcastle, you know, You'd have to be confident in them and in their ability, not only down to the fact of how they beat Conmel, but the fact they've gone back to back and they're just so laden with top quality players and winners. Yeah, of course they they they, they once have seen a football final and um, um, Fossa and Castlemahan will have absolutely no bearing on 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 um, Saturday evening. Thank God, Jack. And um, you you. You were at the press evening, the same as myself, um, the Newcastle West press evening earlier in the week, and 
like there was an there was an air of relaxed confidence i thought about it jack um yeah you know there there, 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 is, there is there is a certain level of confidence in the team but you look jack um why wouldn't it be why wouldn't they be confident and um i i think that they're um this year um uh, right from the get-go I, I i think they have been the outstanding team in limerick like last year when they won the 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 the, the um uh, the, the limerick senior football championship there, there were a couple of valleys there were a couple of poor performance as there was a couple of questionable performances where you'd raise questions about them jack that was all gone this year that was all gone this year it 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 it, it, it is a totally different um, focus and a different approach by Newcastle and look they, they have the records they have the record um for the year to show for it like um through um the, the Limerick Championship group stage unbeaten beat Monolene and beat Adair in, 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 in the concluding stages which to me were phenomenal games for them in terms of preparation pre- preparing a team um for greater challenges down the road I don't think that uh, you know these, these were two excellent challenges, um, like um, Mona Lee and really put it up to him. Like they 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 only clinched it when Dermot Kelly got what a sixty-first minute goal. Um, yes, no, they were ahead at that stage, but they, they were really only out of the woods when when that goal went in, and then you had um, then you had the, the county final, where um the Hafti had to come up um in in the closing stages and. Ducks point right from the from the feet, but um, it was a learning process, and it 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 it, it was stealing their resolve all the time, Jack. And um, um, those type of tests, I think, stood them in very good stead when they went to play commercials in in um, in in Tarlis. and um, particularly when the game went to extra time, because I think in that extra time period, Jack, there was only going to be one winner. They had the resolve, they had the fitness, and um, they went and they got the scores. I, I've been saying all the year, Jack, that the attacking potential in this is in this Newcastle West team is excellent. They, they, you know, when they attack a team, you know, they can be very, very, very serious performers. Yeah, definitely. They have some really top-class um, forwards in their ranks. I think the way... They were able to leave Dermot on the bench for the majority of the campaign, and they're obviously without AJ and Jamie Lee is abroad. And you know, you just these players come through the likes of Emma Richter and Todd Donovan and Ruan O'Connor mm. and Owen Hurley stepping up to the plate and Shane Stack as well. They've there's so many options, and you know, and you have someone like Mike Mack then as well, who you know, you can go route one with Mike, you can put him into midfield, you can do a lot of things mm. with him. Keen Sheehan mm. and Ian Corbett around the midfield, you know, they're a really, really comprehensive team. There's no weakness in them um but at the end of the day they are playing carry opposition you know karen's rattles yeah. have david morn um jack savage is back um they've more barry john Keane, tommy walsh carmel coffee you know kerry have been the bogey team for limerick in all facets of football and you know these things have to end eventually and it, it seems like this weekend there, there's something about it that you you feel Newcastle have a really good chance to end that barren run for Limerick. Yeah, that that that's the sense. That's the sense, and that 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 I got on Monday evening as well, Jack, about um, 
uh, you know, there's, I don't know, this year that there is a confidence in Newcastle West that is not misplaced. It's it's for a very, very good reason. But I suppose um, sometimes we mix up confidence and belief. But there's a new belief there, Jack, that they can do this. And like, we, we, we have seen them, you know, if, if Newcastle West are in this game with 10 minutes to go, Jack, I would back them all, all the way. Because if you if you see, as, as I already outlined against Mona Lean, really down to the wire, against Adair, had the game lost until Doc came up and kicked the point. You know, four, were forced to extra time in the semi-final. And you must remember, <coughs> in both cases where they went to extra time, it was really only going to be one winner. Yeah, I think yeah. that was the most... It, it, um... it will tell you about the, the resilience they have and the belief that they have, the level of preparation that they have endured and the level of fitness, Jack. I think they're thinking... I think they think an awful lot of boxes. I think Jimmy Lee, um, Stephen Kelly, their coach, um, Liam Keane, Martin O'Sullivan, their management team, they've, they've done an excellent job. Um, in 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 the preparation of this team, this is as well a prepared team as will leave Limerick for a monster final in a long, long time, Jack. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I would have said Newcastle were the best team in Limerick for a good number of years now, and they, they had a bad day in them in the past. But I think they've kind of rectified all that. And as I said, there just seems to be something different about this weekend. Cairns rallies weren't the Kerry County champions. They would won the club championship, which you know is, is no mean feat, but they were they were knocked out in the, the Kerry County Championship, which bodes well again for Newcastle. But they beat Aero Guinness with 14 men for the most of it. And that man they were without was David Moran. So, you know, they they were equally impressive in their semi-final. So it should make for an interesting game. Yeah, um, they, 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 they were really put to the pin of their collar and they carried clubs by Temple. No, they only won it by 15 points to 14. Yeah. But then, like, you you, you, you have... Um, you, you, Temple No would be... would be, um, would be be um, powered by the Spillane clan, of course. And, of course, that, that, that wonderful footballer who got an, an overdue all-star this year, Tyg Morley. Um, yeah. yeah, would be a huge player for them. So... Um, like I suppose it was no mean feat to get over Temple North. No, and any any Kerry team you're going to play in any grade, they're going to be formidable. You know, the Kerry club championships are notoriously difficult to win. And you know, Limerick, neither of us can recall the last time a Limerick team beat a Kerry team in any sort of competition. So that's what's up against Newcastle, but. For me, I, I think Newcastle can win it. I don't know what I call it. I just, just haven't seen Austin Stacks last year. I, I know how good the Kerry teams can be. Um, and I've seen Newcastle up close. I know how good Newcastle were last year. Mm -hmm. And Austin Stacks, you know, just destroyed them really. But mm -hmm. if I was to call it, I would edge slightly for Newcastle, which is, is strange when, when you have a Limerick team against a Kerry team. How would you... If you were to call it, I'm going to say I'm going I'm going the same way with you. And I know that when Kerry teams, when there's a bit of silverware up in the stand, the fire it puts into their belly, um, the spark that it ignites within them. Um, but I have this feeling about Newcastle West and um I I I've a feeling that this is their destiny. Um like they they've they, 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 there's a number of hurdles that they, that this this particular team have surmounted. 
Um, and uh, of course, um, winning back to backs was one. And uh, the second was winning a semi final and getting through to a monster final for the first time in what, 35 years. Um, so I. I think there's something special about this Newcastle West team, and I'm I'm leaning towards them, Jack. Yeah, I'd, I'd be going that way as well. Um, obviously, neither team has won a Munster before, so someone's always got to go, and hopefully it'll be Limerick, and it would go some bit towards making up for that Munster final um, loss in the in the Intercounty Championship back in May. But the best of luck to, to Newcastle, all the players and management, I'm sure to be a large Newcastle contingent. In Parky Rin on Saturday night, under nights, it, it promised to be um, a very enjoyable occasion, and hopefully, it'll be the Limerick team coming out on top. It'll be the first of two Limerick <coughs> versus um, Kerry finals on Sunday afternoon at half three in Mallow. We have in the Piercy against Ratmore. I suppose anything that we said about Karen's rallies will translate over to Ratmore in terms of how good Kerry football is. Um, but we'll start with the Piercy. We had we had mentioned that they probably would have been one of the favourites to come out of Limerick. Then walkovers things once again against them. They didn't seem to mind that. They came back. They beat the Mungret. They beat Trom. Um, they won against Rowan Moore pretty comprehensively in their quarterfinal. Now their semi-final was very forgettable. I think it's fair to say that, and you were there firsthand. But they still got the job done, and, and we know how good Napierce can be. And they play a nice brand of football. Which could be something that could be different against the Kerry team, but they will need to be careful at the back. You know, if you do open up, Ratmore have the ability to upset you. I don't think they have Paul Murphy. I think he's away on, on a honeymoon, if I'm right. But they do have Shane Ryan, the all-star goalie, who does play outfield and it scores a fair share. But firstly, on the Pearshig, you probably be looking for more like performance they had against Rowan Moore or even Drum in, in the Limerick final. Ah, yeah, of course, and um, I, I would certainly be looking for a more Napierschick-like performance because, as I said to you in last week's podcast, um, um, they were involved in a dire semi-final, Jack. There's no sugarcoating of it. And I suppose they'd be forced to put their hands up and say it themselves. It was a most Napierschick-like performance. And they were lucky to come out of it. But um, they did show resilience, Jack, in, in coming out of it and, and getting the result and, of course, at the end of the day, Jack, and we've said this before, and it's a bit of a cliche now, semifinals are all about getting through to the final. Nobody remembers beating semifinalists, or very few anyway, except those that are aligned to, to, to those that are beaten. And I I think there's a far much better performance in the Pearsic. But and the Pearsic will be pragmatic and realistic enough to know, Jack, going going to Mallow on Sunday, that they're up against a very, very strong um Ratmore side. Now, Cantor, Jack, um, uh, were rated a very, very, very highly in Cork. And they, 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 the expectation was that, 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 that they would be, um, that they would be very strong contenders for the Munster Championship this year. But by God, the way Ratmore literally blew them out of the water. And were it not for a couple of late goals, um, you know, the, the, the final scoreline would have been very, very, very lopsided and wouldn't have made very, very pleasant reading for Cantor. But, but um, and that, that, that would t- give you an idea of the strength. And you're right, Paul Murphy apparently is going to be missing. He's on his honeymoon. And Shane Ryan, 
And now they were the only two players from Blackmore, Jack. They were on the East Kerry team that won the Munster Senior, uh, the Lim- Kerry Senior Football Championship. Yeah. And uh, uh, I, I checked that and uh, to, to see if there were others, but uh, th- there weren't. And it it it, it, it was like Fossa. The two Cliffords were the only two players from Fossa that were on the East Kerry team. To give you an, an idea of the strength of East Kerry. Um, but um, yeah, um, they're up against the very, very, very strong. And I, I think Ratmore are going for eight in a row for Kerry clubs. In, um, a Kerry club yeah. hasn't hasn't been beaten in in the Munster Club Intermediate Clubs Championship since 2013 when when Cora were beaten by Clyde Rovers from North Cork. It's a long time ago, Jack. Um, yeah. They're definitely going for eight in a row. There was no competition in in 2020 because of the pandemic, so it, it, it's it, it's it's looking as if they're going for eight in a row, which is simply which is simply phenomenal. And um, I am, um, you know, you say fair play to the Kerry clubs, but probably raises questions about the the, the structure of the competition. Yeah, it wouldn't. In a, one, in a one county can. One county can dominate it to 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 such an extent. I think it's it's it's. Um, I don't know. I, I I find it hard to believe it's a level playing field. Uh, you know, to accept that it is a level playing field. I don't. Um, but that is what it is. What we're confronted with now is trying to make a judgment on on um, <coughs> the Pearsick and Ratmore on Sunday. I think will take an extraordinary performance. By Napierci to come out of Mallow with a win, but you know he is hoping. Yeah, they he are is Napierci. hoping. They are the after all. There's a there's a winning mentality coursing through the veins of that club, Jack, and um, uh, a belief that anything is possible. Yeah, and so it, it, they they won't leave Mallow without a fight, Jack. They won't. No, there's no fear of that, and they do have some very nice footballers and. Mm. I suppose this game will be more suited to a summertime game because they, they both like to, to play a ball. But Absolutely. yeah, there's no point there's no point saying they won't be up against us because they will in Ratmore. But as you said, they're they're a club that have proved us wrong on so many occasions and they've won three county titles this year. They they've they're gonna be senior for intermediate in Hurling next year, they're gonna be senior in football. They're a club that's you know continues to go from, from strength to strength. When when you think they're finished, they come back and shock you. So that'll be the hope that this weekend that they can pull off a big shock and, and upset the Kerry dominance in the intermediate championship. Um it's a tall order. If you like Jack, if you like they're going into they're they're, they're going into the to the final in an ideal position in an ideal place, an ideal position, been totally written off. Yeah, and and as well, you know, be... had, had, had they played to their full potential as Napier, she can play. And you made a very, very, very valid point there about the summer. You know, the type of football that they play is certainly far more suited to to um to summer football or, or better footballing conditions. Although the conditions in Kilmallock for the, for the semi final were very, very good, but you still have that winter air about it, and um um. Jack, here's hoping from the Pearsheet the very best to look to him. Yeah, the best look to Pearsheet, and hopefully we can. It'll be the second Munster Championship that weekend to come home to Limerick and Fort. Mm. Overall, um, I suppose keeping local for a while and and the Under Twenty Ones Championship, 
just a quick run through them. Um, I'm just going to get them up here for you. We're into the last three in the under-21A. We obviously had the Premier in 21. Bradley Brown were winners in that. But Marubohar are the first team in the under-21A final. They'd be Cushley Gales, and they'll play either Newcastle West or Kildino Palace Kennery in the final. Um, interesting trio left, Matt, I suppose. Newcastle West and Kildino Palace Kennery are definitely two clubs going the right direction at an adult level. Maru Bohr, I've kind of gone the other way, but an under-21A win would go a long way in rectifying that. Absolutely, um, I um, you you you're obviously referencing the they're not rooting up any trees in the intermediate championship this year after having been relegated from Premier last year. But um, I I I think they they, they you know uh, it was a blow obviously to their morale to 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 have lost Premier status this year, and I think it took them a bit of time to recover from it. But they 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 finished. They finished the intermediate group stages pretty strongly, Jack, and um, you, you know they, they they were they were left to wonder if only um, in the earlier rounds they, they 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 had got it together. They certainly would have been in the concluding stages of the intermediate championship. I have no doubt about that. And watch them next year. Yeah. Um, uh, the the um, I you know uh, the, 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 I I saw them playing, Jack. In the intermediate championship this year, and now they were disappointing the day I saw them. Um, they were beaten by Brewery, but I thought I saw potential in them. Um, I was surprised that they that that they struggled to the extent that they did, but um, I think they finished the group stage strongly, Jack, and they they, they finished it in such a way like that augurs well for the future. Um, so. Um, yeah, um, and this this of course would be a major boost. Now they 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 got a good result last night, Jack. Uh, they they had to dig it out against Cosley Gales, who who would be a, a combination of of Effen and and the Staker Wallace, and um, they, they they would have included um, Fergal O'Connor, an All Ireland winner, and they would have um, included Patrick O'Donovan, who played single with with Limerick and um, who's outstanding with Effen in last year's County Intermediate Final. The, the like of those, so they 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 got over that hump, and um, um, yeah, but it, it it's um, you would expect that Newcastle West will be very strong in it, and so too will will Kildare Palace Kenry. That that's going to be a cracker of a semi final, Jack, and I think it's down for decision <coughs> next Tuesday evening. Next Tuesday evening, yeah, it is. Mm. Um, it it's a very it's a fascinating game and one that's uh. I think you you'd be foolish to miss if you were around. It's it's down provisionally for a day or next Tuesday night at eight o'clock in the B. Drumlet Lacka will play Nakaderi in the final. Nakaderi beat Ballybrick and Bormore Fedemore last night, and Drumlet Lacka beat Askeaton last Friday. I was at that game. Um, credit to the boys from Askeaton. You know they're a really good team, but Drumlet Lacka powered, I suppose, by the the Scully brothers. Um, got over the line today. I think it was nineteen sixteen. Shane Fitzgibbon, a wing back for John Lacka was brilliant. Obviously, Ushin Farrell for Skeeton. I think he got maybe 14 points in the day, class as always. But John Lacka are another team that have built have been building and they've they yeah. won a lot of underage. Um but for Nakaderi, I suppose in the similar boat to Marubo or their intermediate, they'd be looking for these lads to power them through. Yeah. I didn't I didn't see any of the of the competition, but I know that um Leroux had a you know Thought they had a very very strong team this year, and um, uh, the group stages would seem to have borne out that. But um, they lost in the quarterfinals to Drummond Atlantic, sixteen points to thirteen. 
um, which which was which was a bit of a surprise. It 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 was a very strong Glenrow team now, no question about it. Powered by the like of Liam Dennehy and these, um, and um, the, which you know, like as you said yourself when you saw Drummond like it 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 probably augurs well for them that um, they they they've already won the under nineteen. B wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, or was That's it A? It. B, 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 the You know, so this would be a nice little double. Now Shane Fitzgibbon was involved in that, I think, or Jack Fitzgibbon at least was involved in it. And the the, the two Scully brothers, of course, who were outstanding, absolutely outstanding. Uh, they were involved in it, so. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting final, Jack. That 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 comes into the category of a final not to be missed. Yeah, I I don't think there's a fixture on it yet, but it is originally mm. down for Saturday. Now I know Nakaderni played last night, so we'll wait and see and check the website or check Matt's Twitter um, if you want to get an update when that final is. But it should be very very interesting. We've obviously had the mm. kickoff of the football championships. We had the first round, first couple of rounds of the Premier and. And A and B um, were into the final in the seal. We ban versus Saint Sennans. And I know you wanted to touch on it, Matt. And it has been a team, and it's a team that has affected my own club as well. Getting walkovers, teams, you know, giving walkovers. It's it's not really it's not conducive to to football in the county for teams to be giving walkovers, and it brings down the integrity of competitions. Oh, I agree totally with you, Jack. I I, I you know I couldn't agree more. Um, it, I put up the results there every evening, as you know, and it was quickly brought to my attention on Sunday that, that I realised that there were six walkovers, and um, I, I just, I'm just wondering, and I'm just worrying about this, um, the the under twenty one competition. Is it mirroring the under nineteen competition which we had earlier in the year, and which the which. Um, you know, which there wasn't really buy-in from the clubs. There was one particular evening, there were seven games down to be decided. There was two played and there was five walkovers. You know, this thing, um, I, I, I don't know, is it the structuring, Jack? I'm not so sure because um, I, I I think the structure is such that, um, that um, all clubs and teams are getting an opportunity to play at their own level. But I think is it a scheduling matter? You know, this it, it it's an end of the season. It's an end of the season. It's it's comes into the afterthought category, and players, mentors, and and uh, club officials probably at this time of the year, Jack, are simply simply tired. Yeah, it's I'd been say a that... long hard this year, and and with the split season, you know, it 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 um. You know, it, has, it it really, really has taken its toll. It, it's taken its toll on everybody, even ourselves at our end, as you know, in yeah, in, in covering it. I but, get that. And, um, I think some teams could be, you know, blessed with really good underage players, but also cursed in a way that it's the same group of players that are probably playing that under-19, under-21 age group. And, you know, the better they are, they could be involved in county setups. I know the underage ones have probably gone back and, you're asking so much from the same players. And then there would be that tiredness. It's so close to Christmas and people have their own things to do. It just It's just disappointing to see it as all. I'm not 100% sure what the solution is. I'm not sure if you are either, but you just like to see 
point let's I, walk over I'm, not, I, I, I'm prepared to venture a solution uh, in that I think that it should be rescheduled to earlier in the year yeah no it arouse debate now the six turnovers on social media and um that that is something that came through and i i i honestly think that you know this competition um a couple of suggestions were made there was suggestion made straight knockout you know yeah yeah which true. That, that there's merit in there was suggestion made that 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 um that it it be played at, at possibly in march when when it may not impact on county teams yeah, I April, just think May, all that all that time is there. Um, when, when you're playing leagues, where um, important all, uh, and all as they are, but certainly I I, I think those um the, the under twenty one football championship could run, um uh, could run run along with those could you know run concurrently with those. Yeah, you, you do make a valid and, point. Uh, like you're, you're, you're into you you're into very very bad weather, Jack. For the most part, at this time of the year, or at least the risk of it. And I'm just wondering, Jack, about all these games being played under lights at this time of the year. Well, at any time of the year, but now particularly with the way energy costs have gone. Yeah, that's very true as well. Um, I know the new LED lighting system is far more efficient, but it does it does take its toll, and teams having to, to pay to play games and stuff. I don't know what the solution is, but it's definitely something that we want, you know, leave in the back burner that. We'll, we'll have to find uh, a solution yeah, but, for that. But, yeah, Jack, but it, it, th th this is the type of stuff that should engage clubs. Mm. And th this is the type of stuff that should be discussed at county conventions. Yeah. Like, that has, no. that has to be a solution out there. And um, the, the solution has to be better than what we have at the moment, Jack. And because we, we, we certainly have a problem. We didn't have buy-in to the under-19 competition. And, and um, like, in many ways, a lot of this under-21 competition is mirroring that, sadly. And if, if, if you look at it globally, uh, in, in terms of Limerick football, it's not doing it one bit of good. No, it def I think that's the, the key point. It's, it's not doing Limerick. Mm -hmm. Any favors, and you know, we we see how well Limerick is doing in inter-county setups and now in, in Munster club setups. So hopefully, there can be a solution found for all that. Um, we had the the elections results reveal on Friday. I'll just run through them quickly. Seamus McNamara is the new chairman. Vice chairman is Frank Reedy. Um, assistant treasurer Mary Hassett. Um, I my I have an Irish in front of me. Jerry Phillips is in, and you'll tell me what Jerry is doing because my Irish has abandoned me at the last moment. Uh, it's just down as Kish door in front of me. Um, I'll get that. But uh, Eamon Phelan is the new um, PRO. Just to, if you wanted to say anything on, on any of those appointments, there wasn't many surprises there, but you know, Limerick is in a good place. You'll be hoping that those men and women can continue to, to bring Limerick forward, I suppose. Yeah, Jack, if it's any consolation to you, unfortunately, my Irish um, deserted me about, I won't tell you how many decades ago. Um, not that I had great Irish at any stage, which, for, which I was telling you off air, but um, 
Yeah, look, first of all, congratulations to all those that were appointed. Um, the baton has been handed to him now, and what a baton it has has been. Like, uh, First of all, I, I would like to pay tribute to John Cregan, who has completed um, a phenomenal five years as chairman uh, of, of the board, Jack, and who, who, who during that time has, you, you, you'd have to say, Jack, has provided in, <coughs> inspirational leadership during that time. And it wasn't always easy for him in in that he sadly, during his, his reign, lost his daughter, Mary, mm. du, 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 during his term of office. Um, but, but, but his term of office, Jack, um, will, 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 will be right up there with the very, very best um you know, he was so amenable, um, so available at all times. And um thank thank god thank goodness, Jack. He he um he's not lost to the board entirely because um he, he's he's moving on to the position of Munster Council representative. Yeah, and no, he... I would also like to to um pay tribute to Hugh Murphy, um who is the outgoing PRO and um who who um who sought the election for the position of assistant secretary and was unsuccessful against Mary Hassett. We wish Mary the very, very best of luck and worked with her as, during her time as secretary of, of um, uh, Board Minogue, during which time she did a very, very efficient job. Um, you was gone from the board, but I, I think over the five years and like, as you know, Jack, for us that are working in the media, he, he would be the first port of call for us. Yeah, and he, he was always available at the other end of the phone, and um, I thought he did a very good job during his five-year term. And I'd also like to um, um, pay tribute to Seamus Toomey, who is the outgoing, um, the outgoing um, Munster Council representative. Um, Seamus sought the, the the big job this year, the the, the position of chair, um, but he he was the he was defeated. Um, by by um, um, by Seamus McNamara for the chair, and um, a man that did a phenomenal job. I think um, uh, winning all Ireland's Jack is one thing, and but all this thing comes with a cost, and um, uh, you needed a real steady pair of hands on the purse strings, and I think in Liam Burke um, over the last five years, Liam from Fedimer, um uh, Limerick um, really, really had a, had a top man in the job, and uh, it, 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 it saddens me that a man of the caliber of of Liam Burke is being lost totally to the board at this stage, um, uh, because um, he he didn't seek for the office, but I I think as treasurer over over, over the five years he did a phenomenal job, um, I, I I I want to wish the best to look to the to, to the five winners, um. Seamus McNamara, who I know for a very, very long, long time, and I know about his capabilities, and we saw what he was capable of doing as as as, as the outgoing uh, vice chairman, a position which he served in for the last five years, served as secretary in the past of the West Limerick board. Um, Seamus has come up through the ranks, Jack, and um, it's it's you know <coughs> it's 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 good to see the people that come up through the ranks. Um, getting the top jobs because they, they, they understand, you know, what we mere mortals down on the ground and, 
um, we are mortals down in club at club level. What, what what they have to go through and the challenges that they have to go through. Um, Frank Reedy is back on the board. Congratulations to Frank. He, he's a former um, he's a former Munster Council delegate. Um, Frank is back in in place of of of, um, of um, Seamus McNamara, and um, he saw off the challenge of. Pat Davin and Emmett O'Brien for the position. And um, I'd like to congratulate everybody that contested these elections, whether they won or lost, Jack, because, um, you, you know, for democracy to work, we need to have these kind of contests. We need to let the people have their say. And um, um, I'm not going into a rant now about... Um, uh, you know the things. Yeah, I know you're laughing at me, Jack. But I'm not going into a rant now. You're not going to tempt me into a rant about things being no. handed down from Croke Park. Um, that's that's. And you're looking tired at the moment, so Jack, I won't bore you any further on that. But um, <laughs> just try to. Um, but democracy. What we saw was an exercise in democracy, which was very, very important. Very, very important for the health of of of, of the GA. In, in in the county, um, Sean Burke has made the transition from um, uh, assistant treasurer to treasurer, and um, I, I have no doubt at all whatsoever that he will do a very 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 good job. He'll do an excellent job. In fact, um, he was a very very familiar faces at Gates over the last five years, uh, a man that runs things very 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 efficiently, and of course he doubles it up with. Um, being secretary of the city board, um, you know, a man that has invested an awful lot of time in, in 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 the GA, and he will be replaced as assistant secretary by outgoing football um, board chairman um, Jerry Phillips. Now Jerry has done his stint, and like you'd have to say that he presided for five of the six years of Billy Lee's reign which is probably the most successful reign by any Limerick football manager. And yeah. no doubt, you know, um, uh, when Billy, um, for Billy to do that, um, and he, he would be first to acknowledge it, he had to have the support of the board and those around him. And Jerry Phillips headed up that board. And he, he, he's now gone on to the senior board as assistant treasurer. He solved the challenge of Jim Wright from your own club in Eskeaton um, in, in, in that contest. And then we had a contest for um, PO, which Eamon Phelan of St. Patrick's is back. After a five-year absence, Hugh Murphy took over from him five years when, <coughs> ago when his five-year term was up. And he's now back for a second helping. And he got the better of Aidan Ryan of Napiercic. But um, the other officers basically were unopposed. Un un if I've left out anybody, please forgive me. But... Um, we congratulate them all. We wish them all the best of luck. It's in all our interests, Jack, that it works out for them. And, yeah. Um, what I say to you, lads, best of luck, more of the same, we'll be happy. Yeah, that, that's spot on. I, could, I couldn't say it better myself. The best of luck to all of them. Before we go, uh, congratulations to the UL Freshers. They won the league title last night against DCU. There was... Eight Limerick men in the side. Connor Henley Clark was in goals. He got five points um, from long range freeze. Evan O'Leary from a hand was cornerback. And Liam Denny, he got a point from Glen Roo. He was corner forward. Also on the squad is Killian Quaid, Maru Boher, John Fitzgerald from the Pierce uh, He's um, Mark Reedon from Castletown, Ballygrand. 
PJ Hogan, Capamore, and Rena Byrne, Kakora Manister. That's three in a row for UL. We'll obviously have the, the Sigerson and Fitzgibbon Cup draws next week, so we'll look at them in full. We had the panels mm-hmm. released during the week. There's, I think, 18 Limerick players in the Fit squads, and there's five in the Sigerson. So we'll go through all them. But um, I think we'll leave it at that for, for this weekend, Matt. There's more concerning things. Um, you want to pop in there? Uh, I'm just saying that um, my understanding, Killian Quaid that's on that panel is the son of Joe. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think, I, I didn't want to say on air, uh, you're a bit liable more on air, um, online you can edit your mistakes, but I think, yeah, there is there is a connection there. He's named number 16, so I'd imagine he's a goalie, so. He, is, he's, he's, he was the Maru goalkeeper this year. Yeah, he was, yeah. So and another another Quaid coming through the ranks there. Conor Handy clark was obviously the goalie, he can play outfield as well, so it'd be an interesting battle for the, the goalie shirt Um, whenever Nicky packs it in, but we hope that's not for a good few years at least um that'll that'll do it all for today matt with 72 minutes there big big weekend for newcastle and the Pearshig and the dare you know two monster finals one all ireland semi-final please god next week i think will be the the penultimate episode normal episode of the year that we'll have a couple of monster championship victories to look back on like we did with Moline this weekend and we'll be looking forward to dares all ireland final but for now We'll leave it at that. A huge thank you to everyone that uh, listened. Again, if you're watching, subscribe, like, share, all that good stuff, and we'll be back again for more. So a huge thank you to you, and thank you to you, Matt. Thanks, Jack. The impression the game we get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Limerick went out there from the world court today. No more about him. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there a 